do invite you to take out your Bible, opening to the book of Psalms, chapter 149. As we come together for prayer with unified hearts of one accord, seeking the face of God together, God is gracious to give us his word, this revelation about Christ, to unify our hearts and to unify our prayers together this morning. Psalm chapter 149, and as we read, keep in mind the background of the psalm. It is, we might call it a victory psalm. It's the kind of psalm that would be sung as the people of God are returning back from battle. Uh, it's, it's a song of victory, a song of conquest. Uh, we don't know the exact situation, but most likely this is a post-exilic uh, song of praise, which simply means this. This is a song that would have been sung as God brought his people out of the Babylonian exile back to their home. So they've been in exile. This is late in the Old Testament. They've been in exile, and now by God's grace, he's bringing them back to their home, and this is a song of victory they would have sung together. Psalm 49, beginning in verse 1. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of the godly. Let Israel be glad in his maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with salvation. Let the godly exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the judgment written. This is honor for all his godly ones. Praise the Lord. Well, as you read there, do you sense the, 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 the overwhelming affection and excitement and joy that these people take in God? I mean, it's, it's overflowing from the inside out. It's overflowing in their, their movements and everything. Everything is just a, a, a joy in God. And, and you can't help but read that and, and evaluate your own soul and ask, you know, is that where my heart is this morning? That kind of overwhelming just glory in God. The fact of the matter is, and something we have to constantly remind ourselves of, is that the highest privilege that we have as Christians is, is knowing God, that God has revealed himself to us. And then out of that knowledge of God, being overwhelmed by the God that he is and the fullness of his glory, the privilege of being able to, to praise him, to respond to the fullness of God's glory and to commune with him in prayer. In all of life, for all of life's pleasures, there's nothing that is higher and more esteemed than that. And the question we wrestle with this morning is that, is that true for me this morning? Because this is my opportunity to know God, to fellowship with Him, to praise Him with all that I am and to commune with Him in prayer. Well, now, it, it may be, I mean, because we are men and women, we're fallen, that maybe that's a struggle this morning. Well, Psalm 149 is our help, this victory song. Well, how is it a help to us? It's a post-exilic song. We're not exactly among those who've been brought out of Babylonian exile. How does this benefit us? Well, if we read it with new covenant eyes. Now all of a sudden this song takes on new life that should burst within our soul a zeal for the Lord. We read early on in this song, praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song. 
what, what song is that? Well, what new song they're singing coming out of their exile and the victory that God has given them over their captors? Well, what is that new song and how does this apply to you and I today? Well, if we think back to where we've been in the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, where uh, John on the island of Patmos is revealing to us what God is revealing to him about the glory of Christ enthroned on high. And twice in the book of Revelation, we're told about the new song that the redeemed of the Lord sing to the king. And these are the lyrics of the new song. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Do you hear the victory song? Victory has been won through the blood of Christ. And John says this is the new song they sing. And then the song goes on. Worthy is the slam who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Out of the overflow of the victory that is now ours through what the Lamb has done, He is worthy of worship, of praise, of majesty, of glory, of, of everything that you've got in light of what we deserved. And now what has been won for us through the blood of Jesus Christ, the new song is, in spite of everything, you are worthy, Christ. And Psalm 149, understanding that all of Scripture is about Jesus, is anticipating the new song of Revelation chapter 5 and 6. Chapter 14, this new song that they're singing is but a picture of the new song that the people of God sing to Christ. Out of the overflow, the great privilege of knowing this God and knowing what He has done through His Son Jesus to bring us to Himself, to free us from our captors. This is the victory song. Worthy is the Lamb through the cross, through what he's done. The key to this kind of worship is not knowledge, not, oh, I see it, Rev Psalm 149, Revelation. The key to this kind of worship is being entranced by Christ. It's, it's keeping your eyes on the glory of the king, the victor, the one who's accomplished this. Keeping your eyes on the unrivaled supremacy of Christ over every enemy in the world. One glimpse of this king is enough to worship. An ongoing fixed gaze on this king creates a perpetual life of worship unto him. A low view of God, a low view of Christ will produce cold worship where we will come this morning and our prayers will be dry. They'll be repetitive. They'll sound like everything we do every other week. Our worship will be, we'll barely hear it. The preaching of the word, it'll fall on deaf ears. But a high view of God, a high view of Christ and who he is and what he's done will produce fervent, zealous, admiration, affections, white hot, worthy is the lamb. And I want this lamb. And I want to know this lamb. And I want to walk with this lamb.